What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. Um, Terrence is, is missing again this week. He decided to take a couple weeks off uh, from all the podcasts. So uh, it's just going to be me and Micah for a while. I will probably get Carrie in here occasionally. Uh, but that's, that'll be that way for a little while here. Uh, let's talk about Destiny 2 Season 5. A.K.A. the most fun that I've had playing Destiny ever in the past week. So, uh, if you don't mind, I'll start because I, you know, uh, I'm back. And, and um, you know, much like, uh, much like a guy who has stepped out on his lady and, and has decided, you know what, maybe I had a good thing back at home. Uh, I ran back to Destiny. Saying, please, baby, please, baby, 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 please take me back. And uh, she did. And now I wish I hadn't left because I'm so far. I feel like I'm so far behind. What power level is your main character? 539. Woo! You got some ways to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Holy <laughs> like, shit. I, I saw you on there the other day. And like yesterday, and you were like five ninety eight. I'm Dude, like, I'm, I'm, I'm max, baby. I'm max. <laughs> I, well, for another day until until it goes up tomorrow. But I'm, uh, I am maxed out to the gills. I was like, God damn it. So I, um, I was like, all right, let me get back into this. And I, I, uh, I jumped into um, the Dreaming City to do the uh, escalation protocol thing. I thought, what is it called? The blind, the binding, uh, blind, blind well. well, blind well. Yeah, I did the blind well. Uh, because I, I, I had never done it and I'm like, well, how do I get my other subclasses again? Like, oh yeah, I gotta go to the blind well. So I found one of the seeds and I unlocked another, uh, subclass and, um, yeah, it's fun, man. You can get the third one tonight too, by the way, if you grind out some blind well, F F Y I. Okay. Wait, so, what? so you, did you, so before you went to the blind, the blind well, did you go see Petrovenge to get the one bounty for doing blind well? This week? Uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Have you finished that yet? Yes. You did it like five I... times. Yeah. Blind well. Okay. So one of the things that you got as a reward, you should have an offering to the Oracle, mm-hmm. right? So if you go to the, it, cause it's, it's a curse week this week. It's the week where the curse is the strongest in the dreaming city in the three week cycle. So if you go to the temple, um, which is in the top left part of the map, essentially, Mm-hmm. Um, so like in, in like you know the land the landing area that you go in, yeah. If you go up and then um, to the left and then kind of you have to jump across some rocks and you'll get to the, the te- it's the temple where you first and en- when you did the Dreaming City mission for the first time, yeah. That you ended up in and you present the offering to the Oracle Machine. It actually opens a portal up to Marasov's um, like Ascendant Realm that she's in essentially, mm-hmm. and she'll give you the third. Um, the third seat of light that you need for your sub for your third subclass. Is that the only time you is that the only way you the, can get the third? The one? only two ways to get it are by doing that, or you have to beat the first boss in the raid. Those are the only two ways to do oh, it. Oh balls, yo, really? But you can still do it tonight. Like like if we're if once we're done, if you hop in Destiny, if you have the the offering to the Oracle, literally all you need to go is present it. And I then think I need to check it. Now. Get in. God damn it. All yeah, right. so, I you, need to, so you I can need still do it until reset tomorrow. So you're you're you got time if you're trying to get make that happen. All right, I gotta I gotta I gotta check it now. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, it's it was fun and and um, I'm I'm playing Gambit and I gotta 
I only have seven Gambit matches in just because, you know, I was trying to do all my dailies and weeklies and all that just to try and, you know, keep up. And um, uh, I'm playing Gambit because I want that gun. And I don't really care about that fusion rifle, but I want that. Uh, the auto I want, rifle. Yeah, I want that auto rifle. I need the auto rifle. Like, that's just what I use. So let me let me detail my week of destiny. So to be clear, Black Armory hasn't even dropped yet. It's It starts tomorrow. Looking very forward to it. Some, they showed a weapons trailer today. Some of the new weapons that are going to be in the expansion. And there's a lot of fucking fun-looking shit in there. We'll see how it actually plays out once we get them. Uh, but I like the sniper rifle that you can basically concentrate an entire clip of ammo into one bullet. So you can body yeah. shot kill people in the crucible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that. So that should be a lot of fun. But anyway, so I started. I streamed on Tuesday. Many of you watched. Uh, and it was Destiny fucking Christmas that day because I got two exotics that I didn't have during this stream, plus a God rolled fucking bad omens, which is the Gambit rocket launcher with both tracking module and cluster bombs on it, Ooh. which is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a shitload of Gambit this week. Seven matches, Micah. <laughs> Eighteen matches in this first. <laughs> week. Jesus halfway, Christ. Halfway towards the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the match requirement. Uh almost done the auto rifle parts of it, by the way, in eighteen matches. Um I'm uh I'm halfway through. Um I I have like two hundred and fifty kills and like um fifty seven um multi kills. Multi kills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multi kills are harder than I thought they would be. Mm, they're not that bad. I mean if you get two enemies in a hard. single clip, you got it. Right. You got they're not it. hard. But I I thought I would be done by now. So not only have I done that, I started the comp grind again. That's been a little rocky so far. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, 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 I had like a six win streak in comp, which is my best ever. Mm-hmm. And that I think I've gone the other way uh, no. since then, <laughs> which is not so good. Um, got the Malfeasance finally. Um, finally finished the, the quest for that. I was stuck on the invader part of it, which is the last quest step, where you have to get 25 invasion kills or you have to kill invaders mm-hmm. and then the other and the other tough part is you have to get an offer an army of one metal which is where you invade the other team and you wipe all four or your teammates have to do it three times so i don't usually invade a lot in game matches like i'll do it if nobody else wants to do it but if there's someone that wants to get in the portal before me have at it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop yeah. you unless you suck and then i'll then i'll take over for you yeah but when i was trying to grind this out i was like i'm gonna start fucking evading like this is gonna happen and uh, I wasn't bad. Like, I actually had a 16 Guardian kill match of Gambit, which is pretty fucking nice. Yeah. Um, And I and I wrapped up the 25 kills, but I couldn't get the army of one, Micah. I couldn't get it. I In a, in a four-game span, I had five invasions where I killed three people and couldn't get the fourth one to land. The worst of which being was when I, I spawned into the other team zone. I killed three of them within probably seven seconds mm-hmm. was wondering where the fourth guy was. I hit, I hit my ghost real quick. I realized they only had three people on their team. So I'm like, fuck, I have to go chase after one of these guys after they respawn to get him. One of the dude respawns. He's running out of his spawn away from me. Cause I went into their spawn. He ran out the other side. As I get him in my sights with Thunderlord and start laying bullets into him, I get zapped out of, of their, oh, of their zone sucks. and back into ours. Oh, that sucked balls. <laughs> but, but I finally got, I had I had a teammate when I was solo queuing who did uh, two army ones in one round, which got me the last ones that I needed 
to nice. complete the quest. Uh, Malfeasance is really fucking fun, by the way. I can't actually wait to use that in Gambit um, once I'm done the auto rifle part of the quest steps uh, to get the uh, to get the breakneck because Malfeasance is really cool. And I know this because the other thing that I did last night is I finally got a chance to do the Shattered Throne. So the Shattered Throne is the new activity that you can only do. Uh, every three weeks, because it's in the Dreaming City and it's and it's contingent on the curse cycle that's going on in the Dreaming City. So it's only available to do every couple of weeks. And for those that are not familiar, the Shattered Throne is basically they call it a dungeon. Uh, it's essentially a three man raid for all intents and purposes. It's a little. It's not quite as hard as a raid mm-hmm. or as complex, but it's definitely way more complex than like a strike. Because there, there is, like, mechanics and there's some puzzles that you have to figure out and, and things of that nature. And, man, I have to tell you, the Shattered Throne was a lot of fucking fun. Um, <laughs> it was a really, really good time. They, they have, There's three different encounters when you first start the Shattered Throne. The first one's a little lame because you're basically going in this giant, like, ascendant area that you have to find these different temples that are situated around. You have to do a lot of platforming to get to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was okay. There is a kind of cool thing where you're walking on what seems like like rafters almost, um, mm-hmm. and you're trying to walk along in very narrow pathways, of course, and there's ogres that spawn that can push you off like with their blasts if you don't take care of them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And then the third encounter is a tough one because it's a room with a giant ogre that has a impenetrable shield, and the way that you take his shield down is by killing wizards uh, around the room and getting a buff that once you stack enough, you can dunk it. It drops a shield for like 30 seconds and you can lay into him and kill him that way as well. And then once you're done all of that, uh, you have to go up the tower again. And there's a big, huge, tough boss fight um, between a, a, a wizard and three hulking knights uh, that have giant axes. And tons of scions spawning in, uh, shooting the shit out of you, which, like I said, really good time. We had a lot of fun doing it. And most importantly, I got the Wish Ender from that quest as well, because if you do the Shattered Throne once, you get a quest that you can then get these, like, challenge tokens, basically. And you go back into the Shattered Throne, and there's some goofy shit you have to do to charge the tokens up. But if you charge all three, uh, then you get the Wish Ender bow, which I've not gotten a chance to try yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, I got that. I got the Black Talon sword. I got the Trinity Ghoul bow, which I'm a little lukewarm on, honestly. But it's it's just been a fun fucking week for Destiny. Right. I can't wait for Black Armory. Um, I'm going to probably stream tomorrow as well. And uh, and yeah, it's been, really, it's been a lot of fun. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. It's I, been a uh, good time. I got a lot of catching up to do. Yes, you do. But fortunately... <laughs> Fortunately, a lot of milestones. And what sucks for you, man, since you're behind, um, you might not get to do some of the Black Armory stuff right away because the Forge stuff is apparently like high level uh, endgame stuff. Oh, well, shit. So you're gonna have to you got to get on that grind, that grind cycle. God damn it! Just, all make right. sure you, just make sure you do your challenges every week. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I think I have a couple more that I have to that I have to do, like the heroic mission, and I think I got a strike one to do. Yeah, this that's that's the one thing I haven't done really this week is challenges because there's really no point because there's no point for <laughs> you to do it now, just, right? Just getting different roles, right? On stuff basically, but it's been it's just like I said this week was just a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. Right so nothing new for you. Didn't didn't jump into that Red Dead online last week. I I did not. I got an invite from uh, someone uh, on a system that I did not own Red Dead for. So I apologize, Moses, for not responding to you, but I don't own Red Dead for PlayStation. I own it for Xbox because 
I had to make sure my Xbox worked. Um, <laughs> and it does. It works fine. Um, does it? I, <laughs> I, think, I think it might need a new dashboard update just to make sure. <laughs> well, I mean, it turns on good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did something dumb, and uh, there was a flash sale. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, I should have known that this and, was coming. And a, and a fool and his money are soon parted. Um, I think that's in the Bible. And um, I bought uh, Hitman. Cause it for was how much? For $15. The, the oh, game the of first the year. one. Oh, yeah, okay. the first one. Yeah, yeah. the, oh, the first right. game of the year edition no. for fifteen dollars. Because I'm like, all right, it's fifteen dollars. You right. mean the allure, the allure of of potentially assassinating Scene Bean was not enough to get you to purchase Hitman Two? No, not at all, and not for no <laughs> nobody's goddamn sixty dollars. <laughs> Forget that. Let me uh, guess. Hit, Hitman Two was actually half off last week. At last week for a time. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll wait for another flash sale. I'll get it next year. <laughs> but you haven't started playing yet, have you? I played the uh-huh. uh the training mission and um it's 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 fun. It's it's a fun little puzzle game. And they give you different uh different things that you have to do or that you know ultimately your mission is to kill the the person without causing suspicion or anything like that. If you do there are ways that you can get out of it, but I mean if you, you know, if you fuck up, you've pretty much fucked up. And you should probably just restart. Um, but it is fun. And it is fun to try and complete the the puzzle um, using certain uh, qualifiers, right? Like kill the mark with rat poison or, you know, uh, find a certain um, outfit uh, and sneak onto a thing in that outfit, you know. So... It's cool. By the time you're hearing this, the flash sale will be over. Uh, I would not buy it full price. That's just me. But um, yeah, if you want a nice little puzzle game, Hitman is Hitman is okay. Those games have never never jived with me. Um, I've tried a couple, and it just never 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 quite suits me for whatever reason. I'm trying really hard to resist buying Tetris uh, Tetris Effect because I'm hearing it's fucking phenomenal, even if you don't play. Uh, in VR, ah, said so, you know you know me and them puzzle games, but <laughs> them falling block puzzle games can't, can't resist. <laughs> Dude, listen. So we had we had to get a, a, a new television, um, because my son uh, broke our other one mm-hmm. by accident, and so uh, we we uh, kudos to Jack by the way. We opted for that TCL uh, cheapo that he uh, that he pointed out the other day, and it's not bad. Um, the the, the point of the story. Is I was trying to calibrate the display settings for my Switch. So mm-hmm. I was going through the different inputs and checking it out. And so I was like, oh, what better game to play than Luminez to, to get a good sense for like the colors and how to change it? And I just, I meant to just log on and play Luminez for five minutes just to get, you know, kind of see what needed to be tweaked. I played for like 35. <laughs> that's just, that's fucking, just what happens. It's fucking Luminez, it's man. Luminous. It's like Pringles. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can't just. Can't just. Yeah, especially especially once like when you know when like when you get on those chains where especially early on when there's not a lot of blocks and you keep getting the single color bonuses yeah. and just chaining them together. I can't can't stop doing that. Yeah, can't just turn it off. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Fuck that. So speak speaking of not being able to turn off, if you've not yet subscribed to this channel on YouTube, go do yourself a favor. Go to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Hit the red subscribe button. Click the bell icon so you never miss when we upload a new video. Uh, like I said, uh, if you're listening to this uh, when it releases in audio form, I'm probably going to be streaming Black Armory in the afternoon. So if you want to watch me play some Destiny, 
come on by. Uh, come in the chat. I, I leave the chat pulled up. I'll interact with you guys while I'm playing. Uh, and again, we uh, upload this podcast as well every single week. So again, youtube.com slash dense pixels. Oh, and, and before I not to not to mess with the housekeeping, uh, I got I qualified for the FIFA Champions League this weekend as well in, in Ultimate Team. Uh, and I got my ass roundly handed to me. I <laughs> played like five matches and I knew that I would. Um, I think I won the first one and then it was all downhill from there. So uh so we'll see. We'll see what happens next time I grind up and, and I get enough rank points to qualify for fun champions. Did not go well. Um but like I said, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh make sure you, if you're not a premium member, go to densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up today, $5 a month, $50 for the entire year to get access to our premium slate of shows, including the Look Forward political podcast, which releases weekly, uh, and of course the Area Grievances, the Men with the Golden Tongues, and No Time to Bleed, uh, where a new episode was just released for Skyscraper, aka Skyhard, featuring <laughs> The Rock. I've not listened to it yet because I haven't watched Skyscraper yet. Uh, I mean, once I do that, then I will circle back and listen to that podcast. You know what? I would advise you to watch Skyscraper. Just like, just like get drunk and, and, and belligerent. The more look, belligerent you are, I think the, you know, the more enjoyment you'll look, get. Look, I, I wanted to go to the screener for that movie. It just didn't work out because of my schedule. Yeah. But I did want to go because I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to live the insanity. Yeah. And I'm sure that that movie was. Yes. Yes, indeed. So it also had Ryu from Street Fighter in it as well. Yes, uh, which, was, which was kind of wild. Just weird. I remember when I saw the trail. I was like, "Is that Ryu from Street Fighter?" <laughs> like, what is? I didn't even know he was acting anymore. Good for, him. <laughs> Good for him having a job and making money and stuff. <laughs> after all that, and then of course, uh, no matter what podcatching app you use, uh, make sure you subscribe to all the TNP Studio shows, which include this podcast, The Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions. That was the longest housekeeping ever took. We don't usually go on tangents during the. Ad reading, but say lovey. Uh, new releases this week. The PlayStation Classic Mini Console uh, releases with its 20 games uh, that can be picked up for $99.99 US dollars. Comes with two controllers. Uh, apparently, the emulation on it is fucking awful. <laughs> and apparently, nine of the 20 games use the inferior European versions. Of those yeah. games, yeah, I read, I've read that, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is the definition of cash grab, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. Look, I, we give Nintendo a lot of shit, and they deserve a lot of shit, but they are also smart innovators in the game industry a lot of the time, and there's never been anything that they haven't made that somebody hasn't ridden the coattails of, yeah, to try to grab a quick dollar. There, there hasn't been, and and to varying degrees of success, like. Correct. Nintendo is very is steady Eddie. They'll come up with something and everyone else will try to copy it. The Nintendo thing will be good to great and and uh everything else will be uh hot garbage or the best thing in the world. <laughs> or the best thing in the world that's overpriced so nobody will buy it, Vita. What? <laughs> oh, that system shouldn't have failed. Uh Super Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate comes out. For the Nintendo Switch this Friday. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's already that time, if you can believe it. Wow, okay. So, I'm, actually look, I'm actually looking forward to it, to be quite honest with you. I'm looking forward to it to give me something to play on the train. Yeah, you're lucky, you're lucky in that regard, in that you'll yeah. have a lot of opportunity to play it. So I'm going to have to tear myself away from Destiny. 
in order. To yeah, do it. that's so easier, you ain't playing it. That's the easier said than done task. <laughs> right, I will tell you. Uh, Just Cause Four also comes out as well. Allegedly this week, you wouldn't know it because there really? hasn't really been anybody. Exactly, <laughs> Mike's reaction is the correct one. Um, Player Knows Battlegrounds releasing for PlayStation Four this week. Uh, Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Jagged Alliance Rage comes to PS4. Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom comes to PS4 and Switch. Uh, Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight and Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight coming to PS4. Micah, what is the difference between these Persona games and their regular uh, versions of them? Do not ask me. Uh, I didn't start getting into Persona until 4, and even then, I couldn't finish it. Uh, I started 5. I got further. But five takes way too fucking long. Like I put like 60 hours in Persona 5 and I'm nowhere near finishing it. And I said, bump this. I don't care anymore. RPGs. I'm really tired. I'm sick and tired of RPGs being 100 hours. I don't need a 100 hour RPG. I don't need a 60 hour RPG. Didn't you just invest 60 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Look how long it took me. (laughs) I just finished it. And yeah, I and look, 40 hours for an RPG. That should be that that is more than enough to tell whatever stupid story you're going to tell. You know what's funny? Those turn-based JRPGs of of yesterday, of yesteryear were about 40 hours and they seemed endlessly long. Exactly. Back then. Because because one, they're super fun to play and and uh, you know, like it's it's it doesn't wear itself out. The pacing is is fine. But this Assassin's Creed is way too fucking long. It's way too long. Well, look, somebody somebody in our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans, will, I'm sure, enlighten us as to what these versions of Persona are. And I look forward to you uh, educating us on that. Uh, Subnautica release, uh, receives a full release on PS4 and Xbox One. I know it's been in the Xbox preview program for quite some time. <laughs> uh, Gwent, uh, I guess, is coming out of beta as they are putting out their 1.0 release. Gwent, of course, the card game. Uh, ripped up, or not ripped off, but uh, spun off from the Witcher uh, 3 game. Uh, Katamari Damacy Reroll, the remake of the original Katamari Damacy, comes to the Nintendo Switch this week. And then, uh, because it's a new month, we have new free games. Now, if it were me, and I was running a video game hardware company, I would make sure that in the month of December... I have the best potential game free game platform available because a lot of people are going to be getting these consoles and subscribing to your online service for the first time in December, and you want to put your best foot forward. Let's see what we have for the month of December for (laughs) PS4 and Xbox One. On Xbox One, for the entire month of December, you get UBE2. I don't even know what that game is, Micah. It might as well say UB40 and be talking about red, red wine, because I have no clue what UBE2 is. So that's free for the entire month of December. Never Alone, uh, another game that I'm not too familiar with, comes out the back half of December into the first half of January. Well, I mean, it's got a dog in it, so I'm immediately out. Now, the end of December... You are getting for the first time in the in the games with gold a free original Xbox game, Mercenaries Playground Playground blah, Playground of Destruction. Uh, that's available from the December sixteenth to the thirty first. 
However, the first half of the month, you are getting for free the Xbox 360 game Dragon Age 2, a.k.a. the Black Sheep of the Dragon Age series. <laughs> Micah, um, you are a Dragon Age super fan. Yeah. Please tell everyone why they're getting shit on by getting <laughs> Dragon Age 2 for free. Um, yeah, you should probably just go back and play Dragon Age 1. Like, even if, even if you didn't or, pick Or it Inquisition. Up. Yeah, or Inquisition. Dragon Age 2 was just kind of like in that weird transition period where they didn't quite know what they wanted to do, which ended up being Inquisition. But it was way different from Dragon Age 1. I, uh, uh, yeah, Dragon Age 2 is not my favorite. I don't hate it as much as everyone does, but it's by far, it's, it, this, the Dragon Age series is like the Indiana Jones series. One is good, two is bad, and the third one is pretty goddamn great. Look, I asked you to tell people why they shouldn't like Dragon Age 2. I did not <laughs> ask you to slander Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, <laughs> one of the finest <laughs> movies that's ever been crafted by the hands of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> uh, much, much like uh, the Die Hard series. Uh, the first one is good. The second one is not. The third one is great. And now you're and, shitty on Die Hard too. What's wrong with Die? <laughs> compare Die Hard two to Die Hard's four and five. Uh, what? Huh? There were Die Hard's four and five. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sipowitz was in that. God damn it. And he was probably the most memorable character for the movie. So those are your free games for Xbox. So surely PlayStation steps to the plate to save the day. Well, on PS4, you have Soma, a sci-fi horror title uh, from the folks that gave you Amnesia. I hear this is good. Okay, I hear this is a good game. It is certainly not my cup of tea. Nah. Uh, so, so you got that. And then Onrush, the all-action, gravity-defying racing game on PS4. Uh, which I've heard nothing about, which is probably not a good sign. You can also get Iconoclast for PlayStation Vita, which has cross-buy for PS4. And weirdly enough, the probably the best game they're offering, Papers, Please, for free, but only for PlayStation Vita, <laughs> as that is not a cross-buy game. Uh, also, if you have PlayStation Plus, you can get the Warframe PlayStation Plus Booster Pack 3, uh, which includes 100 Platinum, 100,000 credits, Quanta, which is a laser rifle, uh, the skin for that rifle and a seven-day affinity booster and a seven-day credit booster. That's available until January 15th if you play Warframe. So those are your free games. Big fat dud, I think, this month for both. Yeah, not, uh, not really uh, feeling these, these free releases. And, uh, and more on Dragon Age possibly later in the podcast. Uh, a couple of release date new game announcements. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Blades delayed into 2019. Funny how that news comes <laughs> hot on the heels of all of the problems uh, with a, another unfinished game that Bethesda Softworks happens to be publishing. Uh, yeah, that's funny. wonder if that's a coincidence. And then Fortnite's account merge feature, uh, bringing PS4 into the fold, has also been delayed into 2019 as well. Uh, so I will, I guess I'll be reading headlines now. Uh, my uh, I can. Later. Okay, I sure. Can, Let's do I it. can read these. Let's give do your it. voice a, a, a rest. Uh, Valve used to take thirty percent a thirty percent cut of all revenue that game that uh, games brought in through Steam. Um, 
This didn't sit well with developers who sometimes argued that Valve wasn't doing enough to earn that large of a cut. Yeah, Valve, well, well, Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? Releasing 800 games a day and burying good stuff and the bottom <laughs> of whatever fucking crap list is is Valve not doing enough? Steam, right. Steam is the worst agent ever. Valve <laughs> is just the worst talent agent, right? Like they get you shit jobs and they take 30 percent. Get out of here. Well, now Valve has announced that it will take a smaller percentage of, of a game's revenue once oh once it hits certain sales milestones. Okay, all right. Uh, the, the milestones are not insignificant, by the way. Yeah, I can't imagine. Starting from October 1st uh, of this year, when a game makes over $10 million on Steam, the revenue share for that application will adjust to 75% to 25% on earnings beyond $10 million. Um, at $50 million, the revenue share will adjust to 80-20, uh, beyond $50 million. Um, and revenue includes uh, game packages, DLC, in-game sales, community market, uh, oh, place fees. Well, that's, that's good, at least. I, 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 just, I just did the math. So a $30 game on Steam, um, in order to get that first threshold, would have to sell... Um, a third of a million copies, 333,000 copies. But that's just in game sales. If they're incorporating, you know, other sources of revenue in that, then that's uh, that's a little more fair, I guess. A bit. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll give you that. But wow. Like 30% seems like a lot. Uh, so it's actually, much. it's actually not. That's actually the same revenue percentage that's taken um, by other digital platform. Hmm. Platforms as well, so iOS takes or Apple takes thirty percent, Google takes thirty percent. God damn, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 actually that high. Um, yeah, it's and I think that Valve is doing this because I think people are starting to research other ways to distribute their games on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you like this article alludes to, Valve is a fucking shit show when it comes to promoting games on Steam. They're <laughs> yeah, very okay. bad at it. Um. So I can understand that, uh, why they might make this kind of a move to keep their, especially their most successful games on the platform. And I think that they could have avoided having to do something like this if they just did a better job promoting the, the you know, having, helping the cream rise to the top. Yeah. So, um, I haven't been on Steam in a while. I should boot it up real quick just to, uh, See, I don't know if it's gonna happen real quick. You probably got to download 800 updates. If you yeah, uh, yep, so. there you go. Updating Steam. <laughs> All right, never mind then. <laughs> never mind. Um, but look, I mean, there's a lot of like traditional, like you know, now Activision and Blizzard are are self, you know, putting all their stuff out, and EA's been doing it forever, and Ubisoft's doing it forever, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that other places would like to, and, and self publishing has also been a little bit more prevalent i guess lately mm-hmm. especially especially there's been a few any titles that have really caught fire so like I, I understand why they're doing this i think it makes sense but i think curation is still should be their their main goal uh, in that marketplace right now and and the same goes for everybody by the way playstation is equally as guilty uh in in not featuring their best stuff uh as pr- very well compared to just featuring everything so yeah every time i open up uh like the playstation store and look for certain deals or you know i i peruse i'm cheap so i peruse uh the deals of the day or whatever and there's a lot of shit there that's just like 
Huh? Oh, try finding a theme on PlayStation, by the way. Like, if there's a particular theme that you want for your PS4, like, desktop, for lack of a better term, it is a fucking nightmare (laughs) trying to find it. Unless the only, the only way that it's, that it's searchable is if the theme is linked to a game. Because then you can just search the game and then go to add-ons from there. I imagine so. that you have uh, Tater Tot Hotspurs thing on your on your PlayStation. Oh no, no, sir, no, sir. I have a I have a Destiny Two background <laughs> on my PlayStation Four. <laughs> that Forsaken background is nice, though. No, I have the. Did you get the black and white one? The like the hand drawn one? No. Oh, you should find that one. I'll have to I'll have to search it up and link it to you because the the one that I have is 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 way better than the regular Forsaken one. So. Oh, okay. All right. So, all right, Valve is uh, Valve is uh, trying to appear like decent human beings. Um, We're just trying to keep business on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, on their platform. <laughs> Depends on how you spin it. Um, the Federal Trade Commission uh, has agreed to investigate video game loot boxes uh, in a congressional oversight committee hearing. The FTC Chairman Joe Simons um, uh, affirmed Senator Maggie Hassan. Hassan. Mm, no, I'm just playing. Um, Senator Hassan's request that loot boxes be investigated. The exchange took place in a Senate Commerce Subcommittee uh, hearing that was mainly focused on data privacy issues, but uh, which ranged into other territories. Uh, quote from Hassan, loot boxes are now endemic in the video game uh, industry and are present in everything from casual smartphone games to the newest, highest budget releases. Um, uh, there is a British video game journalist somewhere who is laughing his ass off because the government <laughs> has to come in and investigate something that the AAA gaming industry uh, failed to do. Uh, Maggie Hassan has been actually beating this drum for several years now. Um, I think it's just because other countries are starting to to do this themselves that it's being taken a little bit more seriously. Um, The ESA gave a statement. Unsurprisingly, they're carrying water for the for the industry itself Mm -hmm. and and resisting this. Um, But look, this was inevitable, especially with the amount of money that is flowing in on these. And there's enough people making enough noise about how they may or may not be gambling uh, that's uh, at least it's going to get looked at. I don't know if the FTC is going to do anything. Um, I would imagine probably not. And I, and I don't, I don't even know if the FTC really can, I think in order to really change a lot here, you would actually need legis- legislation passed. Yeah. Something, something a, a little higher than that has to come up. They, the, the best that the FTC can do is present information that can be used, you know, uh, to to as as reasoning for legislation to come down, I I still don't see uh, anything happening to loot boxes. Um, it's it's funny because like I said, we're 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 pretty liberal. This is but every every every, every liberal has a few like conservative tendencies. And this is this yeah. is one of the ones where that yeah. where I think we definitely are. Yeah, like I well. get it, right? Like if you have a problem with gambling, like that's your problem. Um. Uh, you know, it's not, I, I don't know. I don't know. I see people rail against it over and over and over and over and over again, like loot boxes. And I, I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, like, and I, I really hate to side with a corporation, but 
you know, have a little bit of self-control. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know I have an addictive personality. Uh, that's why I don't drink. Because I don't think that, you know, alcohol needs any more legislation, right? Like, (laughs) you gotta, you know, you gotta be a certain age and then people work around it. So what's, what's the point of that legislation? And look, we talked about on the show, I don't think we're going to unearth any new ground, but again, I'm not shocked it's happening. It's just, I don't think anything's going to come of this. Right. Like nothing's going to happen. Like you'll pay, it'll be paid lip service and then that's it. Like you'll, you'll, you'll still have them. Like it's just the way that, uh, that this industry is going, which, you know, kind of sucks. But at the same time, like, I still it, want my games to cost $60. Right. That's what I'm saying. It keeps, it keeps <laughs> the, the whales keep your prices low. Right. So, so uh, you know, shit. I mean, Fortnite doesn't cost anything and it's because right. people are willing to throw <laughs> gobs of cash at it. Right. For nothing. And it will probably always cost nothing because what the fuck? Like they, they don't, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like Fortnite's making so much money from battle Royale that they're even making the thing they used to charge you for free soon as well. <laughs> Like 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 the like the cooperative horde mode thing that was the original premise of the game, which yeah. you used to have to pay forty dollars to access. Now they're just like, oh fuck it, we might as well make this free too because we're just making <laughs> so much money that it doesn't fucking matter, right? So, so you know, games games used to be like eighty dollars when we were growing up, kids. Games really did. I I, I paid <laughs> I paid sixty four nine no sorry sixty nine ninety nine. For my Super Nintendo copy of Chrono Trigger yeah. back in 1995. And that was 1995 money, kids, back when money was right. just a little bit more than it is today. Right. Like, <laughs> like when you saw a $20 bill back then, you were, you thought you were fucking rich, man. Right. You could yeah. fill a tank and a half of gas on that $20 bill. Now you can't do nothing with it. So, yeah, I get it, but, you know... I like games being at $60. So. <laughs> um, Nintendo has announced an end to its controversial creators program. The company announced the news via Twitter along with a brief statement explaining the program will come to a close by the end of December. Nintendo is ending the program to uh, make it easier for content creators to make and monetize videos that contain Nintendo game content. Why is, why is Steam... Opening up again. I thought I closed. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank Christ for this. This was when they rolled this program out. This was the dumbest, pettiest, most backwards-looking thing that I have seen a major company do. That didn't get a lot of play outside of the circles that people cared about it in. Mm-hmm. But it it's just dumb. It's just stupid. Yeah, you don't want this free you're, advertising. You're turning down free advertisement. Or not even turning it down. I mean, you're just, like you're just get, you know capitalizing off the backs of people who are creating content that essentially is free advertisement, right? You. Like you, <laughs> I just it didn't it didn't make sense. Like you said, it was it was backward ass thinking, um, and it, and it required and it and it caused a lot of influencers, a lot of very popular influencers to be like, look, we're not going to stream Nintendo stuff, right? Because I want to get paid and make a living. And so if if Nintendo's going to take uh, 40% of my ad revenue when I do a video of theirs, I just ain't going to do a video of theirs because I'll do a video of something where I can get 100% of the ad revenue. 
In 2017, the release of Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild reignited the contra- the uh, conversation around streaming Nintendo games. YouTubers were hit with copyright claims on their videos, which led them uh, to being demonetized by YouTube's system. Nintendo also restricted live streaming, even for users who were part of the official program and playing one of the approved games, even if it was for non-monetized purposes. Uh, okay. Um, and looks and looks super also super smart of them to do this right before yeah their big game of the year. Comes <laughs> yeah, no that, that, shit. That, that just so happens to lend itself really well to, <laughs> to live streams and videos. So and and again, smart on them. It's it is it is. I don't want to say it's a shame that they're not going to have to pay for their bad behavior because you know streamers are going to be jumping all over Smash Brothers. Yep. But uh, it's good that they finally lifted the fucking that fucking program because what a dumb, dumb thing that is. Yeah, that was. Yeah, Nintendo ain't shit, man. <laughs> yeah, they ain't slick. Get out of here. You ain't slick, Nintendo. We see you. We see you. And I see something else that excites me, but uh, uh, I'm I'm a little scared. Um, Dragon Age is due for some news in the coming month. Uh, according to Bioware's general manager, um, this likely means some sort of news about Bioware's 10-year-old fantasy RPG franchise. God damn, that thing is 10 years old? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, most likely at the Game Awards, uh, airing this Thursday? Wednesday. 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 Wednesday? Wait. Yes, no, Thursday. You're right. You're right. Airing this Thursday. Um, uh, look. I I I want more Dragon Age stuff. Uh I did not hate uh Mass Effect Andromeda. Um we da- we downright liked Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, I did. I I did. If I didn't I wouldn't have finished it. And um it it, it and now I'm ready for uh Dragon Age. I want something with Dragon Age. Like Dragon Age is the only like fantasy setting in in entertainment that I really like, like I, I I've never been into Lord of the Rings. I don't I don't play any of those Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor games. I don't even really like the Lord of the Rings movies, but I, I there's something about the Dragon Age universe that uh, that first game really really captivated me, and I I really really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, um, and it's and it's it's just dark enough, right? Like. Mass Effect is cool, but it doesn't have like dark gray areas in it. Like you are, you are literally a paragon of virtue <laughs> or, you know, some badass renegade. Whereas Dragon Age plays in shades of gray and, um, they get a little more violent, a little more adult. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited at the possibility of what it could be and I'm ready to be disappointed if need be. Isn't it funny how every like Bioware hype news is treated with the same like, like kind of scalded dog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are very trepidatious when it comes to a Bioware release, man. <laughs> it's like I don't know, I don't That's know. Wild. And I and I end up loving them. Bring a uh, reboot uh, Jade Empire, Bioware. I, like I don't that think that's going to happen. Um, no, it most definitely is not going to happen. It's most I mean, it's definitely been, is not going to happen. It's been uh, what four years since Inquisition released? Yeah. So it's I mean it's about time for for to get at least news about a new 
Dragon Age title if they plan on continuing the franchise forward. I never did uh I never did advance that far in Inquisition. I got to uh Skyhold and stopped. And uh, oh, I never really? went further than that. Yeah. I've always thought about revisiting it. Of course, I just don't have time. Um, well, I mean, it's too late now, but <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I could always get back into it. If I really wanted to, but that's the only uh, it's the only catch, though. But I had to start from the beginning. I couldn't just I couldn't just jump in no, halfway through at this point. So, so but yeah, yeah. I, uh, what were you gonna say? It's it's a great game, man. And if you if you enjoy the way that um, Mass Effect Andromeda played, like they ape that from Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, just for uh, shooting. I will say this: if they do say something at the Game Awards, it is going to be a new game announcement. Like they they wouldn't use that that platform just to announce some bullshit. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I yeah, I will, I will, I will flip my wig if uh, if it if if this announcement is just like Dragon Age uh, remastered. Like what? No, I want a new game. So. Bring it we'll on. See. Prepare, prepare for disappointment, though. Just in case. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Just yeah. in case. Yeah, I am preparing myself for disappointment. So uh, don't forget, uh, when they do announce this new Dragon Age, um, we'll call it Dragon Age Requisition, <laughs> you, you can pre-order it from densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, we appreciate whenever you use our link to buy anything from Amazon because we get a small percentage of the sale, yet you pay the same low Amazon price. So anytime you buy anything big or small from Amazon.com, make sure you use the link densepixels.com slash Amazon and help support your favorite video game podcast. And now we go to top stories, AKA let's shit on fallout 76 <laughs> for a second week in a row, especially, especially while there's no one here to defend it. Uh, Bethesda is going to apparently replace the Fallout 76 Power Armor Edition uh, nylon bags with the canvas bags that uh, they promised people. Wow. It even says that it's a canvas bag in the advertisement. Well, that was the whole. So, so for those of you that, that missed it, because this, this, this all developed since we've been gone last week, there was a $199 edition uh, of Fallout 76 that our own Carrie. Uh, pre-ordered before canceling it because she needed the game right away and Amazon fucked up. Uh, Deadspixels.com slash Amazon. Make sure you use our link. Uh, that was that came with the power of helmet, but also came with an advertised canvas West Tech bag. Now, if you look at this advertisement, it says canvas bag, and it always said canvas bag. However, it was discovered that the power vision actually shipped with a shitty, 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 low-quality, crappy-looking nylon bag and everyone that got the power armor edition got that crappy bag <laughs> so here's the problem is that someone re- reached out to bethesda and bethesda support gave them the well it's not our fault that you feel bad about it response <laughs> saying yeah. quote we are sorry that you aren't happy with the bag the bag shown in the media was a prototype and was too expensive to make. Yo, the fuck. bag that we advertised in our $200 collector's edition was too expensive to make, but we didn't bother telling anyone who pre-ordered the $200 $200 collector's edition and instead gave them the old switcheroo with a shitty shit 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 doo-doo nylon bag basically. 
So Bethesda did come back. They apologized to the customer that got that response. Uh, and they said on the, the, the corporatized version of that, of that sentence became, <laughs> unfortunately, due to the unavailability of materials, we had to switch to a nylon carrying case in the Fallout 76 Power Armor Edition. We hope this doesn't prevent anyone from enjoying what we feel is one of our best collector's editions. Due to the unavailability of canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the, now, now, part two of this story was the best part because there was right, rightfully an uproar on the internet about this. And they decided to say as a, and I'm using air quotes for those not watching on YouTube, make good by giving anyone that was upset and contacted their customer service 500 atoms to use in Fallout 76. Now, you may ask yourself, what is 500 atoms mean in terms of real world money? Great question. 500 atoms is equal to $5 <laughs> in in-game Fallout 76 currency. Ironically, 500 atoms would not be enough to purchase the postman skin who carries the canvas bag <laughs> in the Fallout 76 game. You would need to pony up another two bucks. Yo, I don't want to hear nobody say nothing about fighting games <laughs> and the way that they distribute content. I really don't. Like, you can't even buy, you can't, I think you can only buy one thing for under $5 and in their, uh, in their microtransaction, like, store or whatever. And it's like a, like a paint job for furniture or some shit like that. So it's not, it's not like a, <laughs> Like this is a like this is a spit in the face, a huge spit in the face. <laughs> on top of everything else that's going on with this game, on top of that, now like Mike has said, an update came out literally hours before we started recording the podcast that says that now they are finalizing manufacturing plans for making replacement canvas bags. If you submit uh, a ticket to their customer support by January thirty first, twenty nineteen then they will send you a canvas bag as soon as the replacements are ready. But Jesus fucking Christ, how they allow this to happen. It's literally like, like the phrase false advertisement gets thrown out erroneously a lot. False advertisement is like the fuck is like the first amendment of the retail industry. Nobody understands what, or of the marketing industry. Nobody understands what it actually means. Yeah. This is literally <laughs> false advertisement. The only thing that saves them, and I'm trying to see, uh, like, I'm trying to blow up this image to see if it has the little, you know, uh, we reserve the right to change this thing at any time thing. And I don't I see don't it. See it. I, I don't see it on the there copyright underneath their logos, but I don't see the asterisk saying, you know, canvas bag, uh, canvas West Tech duffel bag, asterisk, uh, uh, canvas, canvas as available. Like, so, but. But to lead into our next story, turns out that they might not have been able to. They might not have had enough canvas to make the bags. It's because uh, they, <laughs> they use them all for these beautiful canvas book bags that they just handing out to people, to to influencers, to to people who are playing this game and doing their free advertising for them. And um, nah, yo, <laughs> nah, <laughs> like yo, this is this is terrible, man. This is terrible. This is 
so yeah, they they are they are they were doling out these uh these uh, I guess this is a nice looking hipster fallout canvas book bag to uh influencers. Um uh one person one YouTube person did a goodie bag unboxing like oh hey, I got a goodie bag from Bethesda for for I got a goodie bag from the devil for for um um giving him more souls to feast on as they purchase this game and get all pissed off. And yeah, we see this thing. Um apparently people have reached out to Bethesda for comment and they haven't made a comment yet. Surprise, well, I mean, I guess their comment was, we're making the bags for Christ's sake, leave us alone. Like uh, yeah. I think I guess that was their response to all this nonsense. Uh you should send them both. Send them that bag too. How could this is an easy thing to fuck up or to not fuck up rather. Right. I'm sorry. Like once like once you once you realize, hey, this is not financially viable for us to make these bags. How was that not immediately announced and changed? Right. Like who who dropped the ball on that one? Right. At, at in in Bethesda. That's un, it's unreal that they allowed that to fucking happen. Because again, that's not that's not even on the people that make the game. Like that's 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 on their marketing department. Like that's that's who is responsible for this kind of stuff. Yeah. So you can't even blame Tom Todd Howard for that. As I say, hey, Todd Howard's fault. That's fucking Sheila and marketing's fault for not fucking catching that shit. Well, I think um, you know, for those of you that don't live in Maryland, uh, Bethesda is a very uppity area, and uh, and I think that. Um, the fine folks over at Bethesda were feeling themselves as they are wont to do. Um, you know, they, they, they've, they, they've got everybody by the short and curlies and they will do whatever they want. So they were like, ah, eh, whatever. Uh, what do we promise? A canvas bag? <laughs> These dummies. I mean, they, they won't know the difference. Look at our games. They're so fucking ugly. It, it, it looks like a nylon bag. That's fair. You know what? They might they might they might have just uh, thought that that was the Bethesda rendered graphics version of it. Yeah. <laughs> out, so. <laughs> Fucking call call Squee for the you know for, for for this mess up. He probably works in Bethesda's marketing department. Too busy uh, watching the Kavanaugh hearings, but he should have been catching shitty bags coming out here. His name being dropped all over the place. It's a deep cut for you. Look forward, fans out there. Oh shit. Um, Bethesda bans Fallout 76 players for life after a shocking in-game homophobic attack. Dude, have you watched this video? I have not. I, 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 I'm, in a, I'm in a very weird place right now where I feel like if I see some injustice, I, 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 I can't, like, I'm not one to go on the internet and yell and scream. I'm one to just kind of like stab you in the throat. Right. And I, I can't, and there's nobody to stab. So I try to. Stay away from from this. So what what happened? So basically, in so in Fallout seventy six, you are at all times on a server with I think it's like two dozen other people. Basically, now the world is large, and you might not run into anybody because the world is so vast. But there are people that are playing on your same server. They can interact with you. Um, they can attack you if they want to. Uh, if you don't fight back, then you take less damage. But basically, you you will interact. You, you can be forced to interact with other people if they decide to mess with you. The other thing that is a bit of a problem, and I understand why it's done in this type of game, 
there's a proximity chat system that's enabled by default in Fallout 76. Now, you can turn this off if you want to, I'm assuming. But by default, anyone that you inter- that, that's around you in the world, if they have a mic on, they can talk to you. I don't like there's that. No, there's no push to talk. There's no, their mic is just on. And if they're in proximity of you, that basically if they're within like real life earshot of you within the game, then you can talk, you can communicate with each other. No mm-hmm. texting, no text chat, no nothing like that. Just fucking talk. Well, as, as well intentioned as that idea probably was, it led to its inevitable conclusion of a group of people playing the game, going around in a posse. And basically uh, using homophobic rhetoric uh, to chase and for lack of a better term, and this is basically what it is, uh, gay bash somebody in Fallout 76. Wow. So that's the thing that happened. Jesus Christ, yo. What, yeah, what is going on? This, the, story, the story is linked in our show notes. You can watch the, the videos are in there. Um, if you want. By the way, there's no easy reporting feature in Fallout 76. Apparently, of course not. Like the like the dude literally like the dude that was being harassed literally had to jump on Twitter and post these videos and tag and, and at Bethesda and at Fallout to get it noticed. Jesus Why you don't have a fucking report feature in your game? Like in an online only game. Like why? Like that? That was that. That is the first thing that some people do is they go and grief people, and and they and then there are people who will do it in the most disgusting way possible. I just, yo, I'm too old for this world, man. So apparently, yeah. So apparently, you have to like you have to. It's web based reporting. You can't just do it in the game. That's un. How? That's, what? The how fuck? the fuck is that a thing? And they're not the only ones, by the way. If Ultimate Team has the same problem, and I understand. I kind of understand why it's not done because people will abuse that feature. And if if you put it in the game, if you make it very easy, easily accessible to them, then it could get abused. And I, I understand that. So what happened is, um, oh, by the way, so Eurogamer, uh, which is the story that we're quoting from right now, they reached out to the guy that was like the ringleader of the party and, and he got back in contact with them. So originally Bethesda banned him for three days. Now, this will shock you, Micah. The, the guy in question here is a senior in high school oh, in the United States. Of course he is. Right. Um, he admitted that he's like, yeah, my version of the events is the same, uh, but I don't hate gay people. We were just having fun, and we felt it'd be fun to offend these guys. You can call it evil, but we think it's just playful immaturity. It gets better, Micah. He says, and I'm quoting now, I do not regret the incident. I will not apologize given the opportunity. I don't plan on doing anything like this in the future, but to be fair... I didn't plan the initial incident. I just found them and decided to go through. Oh my god! I don't. I yo what? Oh my god! All right, all right. I, I can't. I can't do this. I can't do it, yo. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. So Bethesda then decided to up it to a lifetime man. But wow, yo! Yeah. Wow, yo! <laughs> Nathan the Hick is that the guy's name? That was his screen name, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, yo. But uh, yeah, so uh, God damn. So yeah, uh, Bethesda responds uh, officially by saying, "Quote: Fallout seventy six empowers players to permanently block other players." And they say this pointing to the reporting tools on Bethesda.net and Xbox One and PS four. "Quote: We will not tolerate this kind of behavior by any of our players, nor towards any of our players." 
We will continue to investigate claims of misconduct or abuse along with Microsoft and Sony and take action when necessary. You cannot have a game that is solely reliable on player interaction and not make it easy to report people (laughs) who are committing abuse. I'm glad you guys got to the correct outcome. Why was it so hard for the person that received this abuse to report it? That's the the biggest problem here. Bethesda cannot control how other people act in their game. They can't. They can. And and again, when when you when you have a feature like they have, especially with the proximity chat feature where you can't where you have to literally disable being able to hear other players talking, you're this this is inevitable. And I'm sure that they knew that something like this would probably happen at some point, but I mean, did they know? You ha- you have to be the most naive person in the entire world to not realize did that would, know? That would that would be like that would be like advertising a canvas bag in your collector's edition and switching out for a <laughs> nylon one and thinking that nobody would notice. I don't know anyone that would do such a thing. <laughs> I think again, it's that Bethesda bubble, right? Like that that you know, Bethesda. For you, those of you that don't know, is is in a, a very like expensive part of Montgomery County, which is an expensive part of Maryland, and they live in a certain bubble where. People won't. People don't act like that outwardly. So they're like, you know, it's oh, not well. like that everyone that works in Bethesda is from Bethesda. Nah, yo, it's nah. Like you spend that Rockwell. much time. Yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you spend that much time in that place, like it envelops you. Like you, you become that. It, they, they turn you into Stepford Wives. Like you just, it's weird, man. It's weird. Mike, I, I don't want to trigger you again, but I just, I, I, I a detail of the story that I missed. Apparently, the dude, Nathan the Hick, uh, after the encounter, uploaded it to his YouTube channel with a title uh, that is, must be seen to be believed. Yeah, I I, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't do this show. And look, I don't give a shit what this guy says. He's probably 17, 18 years old, high school senior, whatever. We were all dumb in high school. Every one of us, yeah. No, no, no sure. one is no one is subject from that. You don't do shit like this in a game if you don't have fucking desires to do this shit in real life. Yeah, man. Like, I have never, I have never it ever done anything in a video game that I wouldn't. I, I've never said or done anything in a video game that I wouldn't say or do to somebody to their face. Period. Right. Well, Brad, that's because you're a man. Well, sort and, of. <laughs> Holy shit, man! But yeah, right. just fucking gross. Like I said, if you want to, if you want to see the video, you can. Um, it's it's gross though. It's it's fucking net. it's disgusting, and you will be upset. Um, if you are a you know morally righteous person, yeah. So, if, yeah. You, if you want to see the video, yeah, like maybe you need to look in the mirror. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't want to see the video. I did it for the purposes I of this show. But I understand. It's gross, uh, and yeah, it's not cool. So don't do that shit, and uh, pretty much just don't play Fallout seventy six. I mean, that's really that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the proper that's the proper. Uh, there you go. Conclusion. Fallout seventy six is bringing out the homophobes. <laughs> it is. It is Fallout seventy six is the reason why homophobia exists. Don't buy it. So. That's all for top stories. Uh, Dense Pixels Post Office. Uh, we, of course, ask you every week for your video game themed questions. And then we select uh, a few 
to read and answer on the show. So we will we will answer four questions today. Uh, we will alternate, and I will go first. Let me uh, scroll through the questions here and steal the one that Micah uh, probably wants to answer himself. Let me see there. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, Carl says, which <laughs> Twitch channels? God damn it, Brett. Do you watch? <laughs> if you don't watch any, what games would you like to become famous for streaming, assuming you had to become famous for streaming video games? Um, That's a great question, Carl. So as far as Twitch goes, um, first of all, I don't watch a lot of Twitch. I do watch a lot of YouTube. And there's a lot of streamers that stream on both, or they'll stream on Twitch and then they'll upload um, clips to YouTube. It will shock nobody to learn that most of what I watch streaming-wise is Destiny-related. Um, I like... Uh, big fan of Datto, uh, Mtashed, uh, Aztec Cross Gaming, pretty good. Uh, True Vanguard, Fallout Plays, um, kind of funny. I'm subscribed to on Twitch as well. I'll catch their live show occasionally if I'm not doing anything, but usually I check it in podcast form uh, later on. But yeah, those are the biggies. Um, I mean, there's a few that I probably pick up here and there. Um, oh, Mesha Sean on YouTube as well, uh, also a, a solid Destiny streamer too but yeah those are, that's pretty much it for me it's it's all destiny all the time baby that's the, that's the only thing that i take care to watch um i like you uh only really watch twitch when uh tournaments are on uh usually fighting game tournaments usually evo uh i'll occasionally watch some random matches during uh you know one of the capcom cups that they have around the world um but I usually watch um, them when they are uploaded on YouTube. Um, I on YouTube I am subscribed to ACG. These these are just the video game related ones. I'm subscribed to ACG. Um, Maximilian Maximilian Dude. Um, uh, some of the some of the uh, more corporate uh, you know Gamespot, IGN, Gaming Bolt. Um, um, the Bioware, uh, not the Bioware ones, the, um, the, uh, Nether Realm stuff, you know, Injustice and all that good shit. Uh, and then I follow a couple different, um, I follow a couple different, uh, journalists that are uh, amusing to me, but, uh, they're more famous than we are, so they don't get a plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know typical like capcom and and namco stuff um if i had to become famous for streaming um i i don't i'm not good at games and, and the <laughs> only the only games that i think i would stream would be like the david cage style story based games right because that that's the one thing about streaming that I I don't understand. One, it's got to be, it's got to be a game that, like, plays kind of like a movie, right? And even like open world games or adventure games, like I love those games, but I don't want to watch somebody else play those play those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably stream a a David Cage style, you know, f- very highly cinematic type game. Um, cause yeah, if you want to stream something else, you got to have real good personality, man. Like you gotta, you have to, you have to, there's like when we stream, like if I hop on it, you'll never see me stream by myself. Cause I, I, I don't, 
have that type of personality, right? I'll stream with Brad because I can do a back and forth with Brad mm-hmm. and we can crack jokes and shit. Last time I streamed, it was with Terrence and it was Gears of War 4. That's how long ago that was. Now, we stream, you, we, you and I streamed a Nightfall together. Definitely. Oh, we did? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Excellent. Yeah, we, and, did, we definitely did that, so. And and it's like and yeah I need a I need a back and forth right I need I need somebody to play off of I need somebody to crack jokes with you know something that that we can laugh at because people who stream by themselves either don't say anything and I just gotta watch you play and you're not a professional or um they're 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 loud they're real loud like I was looking at um, the Elder Scrolls um, online game to try and see if I could. To try and see if I wanted to buy it. And because, you know, that's that's a bit of a commitment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I hopped into this one dude who was having a conversation with himself about who is faster, Superman or the Flash. And, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, <laughs> this, this is, huh? So, like, and, and see that, and to piggyback off that, like, I wouldn't want to pick a particular game to get fame for streaming because, I like, when I do stream, I make it very clear you ain't there to see high level play, You're right? There for me, right? right. <laughs> so, and like I said, that's I, like, I, I that, that's why I, I love having the chat because when the chat's there, you have someone to to interact with. Um, otherwise, you just see me being a fucking goofball playing Destiny or or being fucking sweaty as shit playing FIFA the entire time, which is also entertaining for different reasons. So, but yeah, so that, like I said, it would not particular game, but like I said, if I get paid for streaming, it's just because I'd like to think that I'm entertaining uh, enough that people want to tune in and watch me. So, yeah. Um, Chris says, if Destiny was going to be announced to be a live action media, uh, what do you think would be better? Uh, do you think it would be better uh, as a movie or a Netflix series? And who would you cast for the characters and who would you have uh, as writer director? Um, I would say series, uh, I would cast the cast because (laughs) (laughs) they're actors, um, and they're, they're known actors, um, writer, director. I mean, look, destiny, the closest thing to destiny that we've seen right now is Firefly. Firefly is essentially destiny is essentially Firefly. I I don't, I I don't need or want Joss Whedon anywhere, anywhere near Anywhere near this at all. <laughs> at all. Not even old Joss Whedon? No, I don't want him anywhere near it. He's got that Marvel stink that he's going to shit all over my favorite fucking, one of my favorite fucking franchises. Look, I will I will give my, my chalk answer for director, uh, my, my, my new BFF, my, my sci-fi man crush in, in the directing realm, uh, Denny... Villanueva, uh, who directed the uh, Blade Runner 2049, uh, is making the new Dune, uh, I guess, reimagining, one could say. Do you think uh, he would be the right fit for the – Destiny has a certain swagger to it. Yeah, I'm not – that's the only thing that I'm not sure of. But I'm also looking at the fact that, like, there, like Sicario has lots of, uh, like, humor in it as well that's, uh-huh. that's sprinkled throughout. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on that part of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So – but that's because I, I honestly I wouldn't want to see this because I think it would be awful. Um, I don't I don't think that it could be done justice uh, in in this format, especially because it's it suffers the same problem that a lot of games have, a lot of game properties have that make them difficult to translate. Look, there are people that 
are hardcore Destiny fans that don't know what the fuck is happening in Destiny. So you think that you can you can boil that down and explain who are the Vex and what do they do and why are the Cabal here and what are the Fallen and why is that Traveler and why are we basically walking zombies that can reanimate constantly? And you think you can you can do that effectively? I mean, I guess if you did a series, like you could start with the Fallen and then like season two could be like the Cabal invade Earth or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or whatever like, it is. So I guess to, that I guess that could work. Yeah, you would you I I can't see this as a as a movie if you wanna if you want to incorporate as much, you know, as much lore into Destiny as you can, you would have to start with each season would have to be faction based, right? And then look, get the get the guy that directs the the live action trailers that always come out for the go. Destiny games. They're always fucking great. Yeah, there, there you go. And and done with the exact correct amount of humor for that, yeah. for that series. So. <laughs> Oh, let's see here. Uh, next up, Jake says, or asks, I should say, one game disappears forever at your hand. Its memory lives on in hatred, but never again does anyone get their chance to play it. What is your pick? Mine is now and will always forever be Tomorrow Never Dies on N64. Has there ever been a follow-up that lets you down more in life? Um, one game disappears forever at my hand. Micah, as you know, uh, I am a petty, 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 petty son of a bitch. Petty as they come. I don't mind being petty. So one game can disappear forever at my hand, and its memory will live on in hatred. That game is Final Fantasy VII, just so I can stop <laughs> fucking on, hearing about it. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. I'm tired of it. It had its day. It had its day, and it continues to try to fucking creep into everyone's life being released on every goddamn platform known to man. Get oh, rid of it. Shit. It's gone forever. Hope you enjoyed it while it was here for the 21 <laughs> years that it was around. I'm sure you bought it five times. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I don't know if I hate a game that much. Um, I'm trying to think of, is, is there a game like the, the, the very first game that I've ever like, truly hated was um superman 64 like that was the first one that i took back and but uh, you know it's not as if that game it's not as if that game like had any impact you know on on the gaming community at large it was just it's a joke now right like mm -hmm. i i, I kind of pity it in in some respects but yeah it would have to be like It'd have to be a popular game that everyone likes, but I hate. And I can't think of I can't think of any off the top of my head, to be perfectly honest with you. I, you know, I'm I'm very soft on shit that I like, and I like <laughs> video games. So um, I don't know if I am uh, equipped to answer this particular question. Tomorrow never dies on 64. Oh, you should have known Christ. that was going to be garbage. It transferred <laughs> development studios. And right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what on earth? <laughs> what on earth? E e EA, EA did their best GoldenEye impersonation and failed miserably, <laughs> not surprisingly, to to anyone. So. Oh, shit. Per Perfect Dark was the sequel to GoldenEye. Right. <laughs> and that, that game was great. So. I mean, uh, I, I don't want to go to Cam. But I am gonna go to Cam. <laughs> no, nobody wants to go to Cam. <laughs> like, that's not. Uh, what's and it's not that I don't like Cam. It's just that I I feel like I choose him a lot. So, uh, what's up with the Spidey DLC being so widely 
uh, wildly different in difficulty than the main game. I understand that each chapter is only two to three hours of content, uh, but padding out that time with cheap as hell enemies and insanely diff- difficult screwball challenges has me putting the game down rather than continuing through. What are your thoughts and can you think of any other games that had a total shift f- uh, from release to DLC? Um, I think it, I think they cranked up the difficulty because they expect you to be, you know, a high end level 50 plus, you know, Spider-Man. You should, you should literally have everything that you need. Um, and, and, uh, I have, I have all of the, you know, suit gadgets and all that shit unlocked. Uh, so I, I assume that they are, uh, that they assume that you are, that you have finished this game and, are a high level Spider-Man. I do agree that um some of the enemies, some of the newer enemies like that uh that heavy Gatling gun guy is incredibly cheap and it is fucking bullshit that he can just eat all of your punches uh while swinging like you can't interrupt his animations. Um which is kind of weird and he takes two bars of focus to take down quickly like that's that's nonsense. But uh, it's not too bad. And Screwball is just a bitch, but you can get you can get through them. Hey, Screwball is just a pain in the butt, but you can get through those. And I mean, this is the this is the tricky DLC can thread a very tough needle because development time on it is much more limited than that of the regular game. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, they make it beforehand, but that usually does not happen. Um, so you can only do so much, right? Like you can only, and I'm not saying that it's not like, you know, they waited until Spider-Man came out and then developed it in two weeks and released it. No, obviously they were working on aspects of the DLC well before the game actually released, but it was still developed, you know, as a separate thing from the, from the base game. So you can only do so much and that's why it's limited to, you know, only being a handful of story missions because a lot goes into that, especially with Spider-Man and I haven't played Spider-Man DLC, of course, but I'd imagine it is a, is full production as the rest of the game where you have your full script and your voice cast doing stuff and all of the elements and all this other stuff that's, that's in this DLC. So it's, and, but you have to charge a certain amount for it. So you want to make it worthwhile, but at the same time you still have to charge what you have to charge. Like, like the Spider-Man DLCs, if you look at it in, in relation to the cost of the game, probably should have only cost $5 a piece, but then it's not worth it for insomniac to make them. You know what I mean? So like you have to, your DLC is always going to be short and it's always going to feel, not always, in a lot of cases. And Spider-Man is not the first game to have DLC that feels lackluster compared to the base game. But that's because it's just a product of what story-based downloadable content is. Mass Effect suffered from this all the time. Um, You had the, like, like I said, the Shadow Broker quest is one of the, Oh, best DLCs of, best. of all time. Yep, but the pro- but the one that came before that, which was called, um, yeah, it was like horror based. Yeah, like, like it, was was one of the most forgettable and kind of lame. And also Mass Effect, um, the the transition DLC between two and three that came out was also really short and relatively forgettable yeah. as well. Um, so you you kind of take the good with the bad. Um, but yeah, that's that's not an uncommon thing for DLC. It's just it's just a product of what it is, essentially. If that makes sense. Um, real quick, uh, Malcolm, I did not get a chance to watch the Tekken World Tour Finals, um, but I have seen the DLC. 
Uh, hooray for Marduk coming back. Uh, hooray for Armakane coming back. Hooray for Julia. Negan looks fucking weird, man. Like, like everyone in Tekken has like a, like a anime style face. Like everyone had like, doesn't have like a bunch of wrinkles and shit. Like each face looks very, looks, looks kind of like it needs to be in that world. Negan looks like he looks like he needs to be in Mortal Kombat. It just is kind of weird. And the official Negan gameplay trailer is like five, six, seven minutes long because they redo a scene from The Walking Dead before they show actual Negan gameplay. Um, but, uh, you know, at first I was all about it. But, yeah, Negan just looks kind of weird fighting, you know, Jin and Lars and Steve, <laughs> you know? So... Uh, I don't know. We'll see with Negan. Uh, now I feel like they could have just put a different character in there, <laughs> like a character from a fighting game or bring back someone from Tekken. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Negan's kind of weird, but the rest of, uh, the rest of them I'm fine with. Cool. That is our show for this week. Uh, don't forget to join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, which we will read on the air if you do. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. YouTube.com slash densepixels. And hit subscribe there as well. Uh, that is it, you guys. Thank you very much again for watching. And we will talk to you next week. See you.